Welcome to Monthly Movie Dispatch, a movie review show from friends you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, talk about some film news, and recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were in high school, and we aim to bring you honest conversation on relevant cinema. I'm going to be your host this week, Brandon Bowlby, and I have here with me my brother, Sean Bowlby. Hi, how's it going? How's it going? So... Today, we will be talking about the multi-Oscar-nominated film documentary, Flea. I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Um, I actually just finished watching it. But before we go into our main review, I first want to kind of go over the Oscar nominations. They came out this morning, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep, I woke up. Pretty exciting, kind of, a little bit. Yeah. there's definitely some honestly, fun, interesting stuff going on. Yeah, honestly, like reveal. I think last year was one of the first years I didn't watch the Oscars hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw some clips online afterwards, but just didn't just didn't watch it. Is the, um, was that intentional, or did you just not happen to be available to watch it that night? Actually, I'm sure I was around. I think it was. I just didn't think too much about it. I remember they postponed it. Um, to later into mm-hmm. the the following year, um, but it is still interesting to look over what's being recognized, and also it kind of does. I think the thing I get most out of it is it does help me fill in a little bit of holes. I mean, yeah. it's like any kind of list. Like you look at the AV Club list, we always really like mm-hmm. sight and sound list, or just what people yeah. are talking about on Letterbox. And this is kind yeah. of just another grouping of lists. This is just like, like kind of a list that makes it outside our small little friend group, I think. I think, it, you know, I always enjoy yeah. the conversation around it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people hate on it a lot and um, I'm kind of, you know, I kind of don't really care, but um, yeah. I think but it's, it's like, oh, this was movies this and... was nominated for Best Cinematography and I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. I'm really now yeah. excited. You know, I'm excited to see the cinematography when I check out this movie. Bumps mm-hmm. up higher on your list of movies yeah. to see in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, with that said, let's let's do a little game. Uh, mm-hmm. Go through some hot takes. I oh. want to know some of your opinions, and then we can just talk about if there's anything. We've had less than twelve hours to formulate these opinions. So yes. So just off the top, hot let's takes. do the big question. Um, what do you think? What do you think should win Best Picture? Whew. Well, on my little document here answering your questions, I I wrote yeah. cop out question mark. Um Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not okay, the you're Kevin, bailing on this not one? the Kevin Smith movie. But no, I don't I don't know. Uh the the only thing is like just offhand you were kind of possibly forcing me to choose my number one movie of the year but right now i think i'll i think i'll go with dune i would honestly i would absolutely love to see dune win best picture uh it and like i was just kind of looking at it um and it's been a long time since a movie that's made over a hundred million dollars domestically has won best picture uh and yeah i think it would be the movie's cool. incredible and it's a genre film yeah um it's not a typical pick mm-hmm. i i agree yeah i wrote down dune I, yeah. I want dune to win and also i think for the oscars somehow like the biggest movie on here would be the most unique movie to pick too yeah um, yeah i i so. would agree i think i think it's it, the right pick i don't think it will yeah. i kind of definitely don't think it will yeah. but um, it would be really awesome, but at the and I will also say there's there's always room for it to do kind of the um, the Lord of the Rings thing where they the first movie gets a ton of nominations, but it doesn't necessarily win the big ones, True. and then the second movie comes in and, and kind of yeah, it. you're not the only one who said you're you're waiting to form more of an opinion until mm-hmm. you see the second half of yeah. the story because yeah. it is such an abrupt mm-hmm. like splicing of these two. Yeah. So um, let's go on to the next question. I want to know, what do you think is uh, your biggest overall snub? Oh my God, on the same note, um, definitely Denis Villeneuve not not being nominated for best director is a crime. It's it's, uh, mind boggling. 
Uh, Especially a, a movie that's video. like all-encompassing yeah. like that. There's a great every department. Video. There's a great video I watched this morning. Uh, Dan Merle reacting to the nominations, and he was just kind of, I guess, live streaming uh, the the um, the video, the live thing of the yeah. the nominations being announced, and it was. He says he, you know, kind of went through the seven stages of of grief and of like first confusion and then like like bargaining. Like he was even like, no, no, no. And then like anger. And (laughs) yeah, so he was was pretty funny. Yeah. Like what is best directing? It's it's an incredible vision. Well realized from every department. Mm -hmm. And it's also a management job. Yeah, and there's no movie on here that is yeah. like almost more of those two things. Yeah, definitely done like perfectly than Dune. Like yeah. none of the other movies nominated come close to what I mean. You he could had to you could certainly absolutely as far as like just sheer force of will put into it. Uh, he has that. You could certainly exactly. say that like there's some pretty great artistic expressions um, in like. You know, Power of the Dog or Licorice Pizza and, and Drive My Car. Yeah, uh, of course. But as far as, you know, every other aspect of the directorial um, job, he pretty much has it nailed. Like, no question. Yeah. yeah. So my, I, I totally agree. That's a good pick. I actually didn't think of that. What? Um, I mean, I saw it, but like, I didn't pick it as my same, my same uh-huh. answer. So, yeah. My biggest snub um, is kind of an overall snub, not just a specific category. It's mm. just a straight up the French Dispatch. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yes. Where is the French Dispatch? Could yeah. have gone in so many places. Uh-huh. Cinematography, art directing, yeah. acting. Like that movie's oh, yeah. filled with technical category achievement, let uh-huh. alone just straight up best picture. Like, why mm. isn't it there either over Belfast? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That pisses me off. Um, yeah. But not even set design? Like, you couldn't even, like, give it set design? Uh-huh. Okay. For sure. And including, like, you know, best original screenplay, best, yeah, uh, yeah there's um, yeah, quite a few. 100%. Exactly. Um, so uh, I want to go move on to your biggest eye roll. So I would say this is a movie in a category that just makes you kind of cringe a little uh-huh. bit as what to watch that. Write? Oh yeah. Um, on the uh, biggest eye roll on the same note, um, Belfast being nominated for oh. best director. Okay. Uh, Specifically yeah. director. Specific. Yeah. I know uh, you just uh, saw Ke- this, right? Yeah. Kenneth Brenna. Brenna. Is that how you pronounce that? That's a crazy name. Um, Crazily spelled name. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just watched this movie yesterday, um, and I it was like it's nice. It's a nice movie. There's some the kid, the little kid is super cute and everything, but it's just like there's nothing. The director of Thor. There's nothing. I didn't. Artemis Fowl. Yeah. Is now the Oscar Award nominated director Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, uh, and you know. It, there, it was just like it was nothing. There was nothing, no stamp of his that I saw in it. No, like, um, not even like the way he tells the story is particularly interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe you could give say that his his ability to work with the kid actors in the movie, because um, there, there can, was a pretty great performance. But that's but that's compared about, to Dennis Villeneuve's yeah, job, yeah, yeah like it's yeah. just. It's yeah, uh, it's definitely an eye roll. It's kind of, and I honestly am kind of shocked. Interested in that... seeing this movie so yeah, I can yeah. like be a part of this conversation that's around mm-hmm. it of it being kind of like anticipated by the what do I want to say? It's like being pushed by the production company as this Oscar movie, uh-huh. but it's being received as just not at all. Yeah. Well, Fine. but now it is. But I mean, most people talking about it are never received it that way, mm-hmm. even though it's appearing everywhere now. Yeah. Um, all right, my biggest eye roll is in two categories, um, maybe more, but it's don't look up for best picture and also best screenplay. Uh-huh. What? 
Um, I, to me, that movie. Have you seen it yet? I so I that I was definitely thinking that I I had to refrain because I saw the first hour of this movie, and then me and Kelly paused it to like go to the bathroom or something. And when we paused it, we and I was like, all right, so what? There's like a half hour left of this movie. Should should breeze by. Um, and then I saw that we still had an hour and a half left. It's two hours and 20 minutes And we long. were like, okay. I, can't, I, I, I can't. I can't anymore with this They movie. ran the concept of this movie, the screenplay of this movie, into the ground in the first seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing changes, pretty much. Yeah. And so... I cannot believe it's nominated for best screenplay, let alone mm -hmm. best picture. Yeah. Um, this movie did nothing for me, and I was frustrated as hell watching it mm -hmm. um, at how repetitive and kind of yeah. dumb the humor is. Um, agree. Um, it, yeah, that was like my biggest criticism with the movie. It's like I would almost forgive every other complaint that I had with the movie if it was funny. But it someone really was like, I think it was probably Slash Film. They were like, this is at best a four and a half minute SNL sketch uh -huh. that's done in two hours and 20 minutes yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And so, yeah, the only reason uh, I didn't choose that one is because I only saw an hour okay. of less than an hour of it, just under an hour. So didn't feel totally fair to hate on it so much right in the open. Okay. Okay. Good story though. I mean, that tells a lot just your what your experience. I could not believe there was still an hour and a half left. Like going from thinking the movie was almost over to realizing yeah. you weren't even halfway through it yet is just like, oh my god, done. And it's getting getting a lot of praise here. Interestingly mm -hmm. enough, yeah. So, um, next category I've written down here is most stacked category. Like, what's your most anticipated category and some things that and why you're anticipating something. Um, what is stacked here? Yeah, I'm really excited for the cinematography category. Um, last year, same. same. Prob probably <laughs> that's what I picked. Yeah, awesome. Um, I just kind of felt like last year was a little bit uh, a little bit underwhelming with this category, in part because um, I think in part because there weren't any big big uh, you know blockbustery uh, like you know. Roger Deakins wasn't nominated for Blade Runner, right? you know, there wasn't anything like that that, that kind of made me really excited, or 1917 type um, really exciting uh, movie in the category last year, I, maybe yeah. because of the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I think this exactly. year came back really strong and there's some really, uh, you know, yeah. you toss a coin and you'll, you'll pick a, uh, an Junez award. Spielberg's cinematographer that's always yep. great. Bruno Del Borno, Del Bonel. We Del always Bonel. say his name wrong. I think I always say Del Bonel. Del Bonel. Um, Which I'm sure is also Who's all, been a favorite of ours for a long yep. time. Um, Amelie, yeah, a very just long some engagement. Really great stuff here. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously yeah, Dune, Dune is just some of the most beautiful cinematography you've seen yep. in a long time. And uh, did the same guy who did Nightmare Alley, um, this guy Dan Linston, did he do. Um, Shape of Water. I, you know, Guillermo I don't know. Uh, let's see. Looking at now. Yes, he did. Looks like he did. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah great cinematography as well. Mm -hmm. Very excited. Yeah. Now, obviously, I, Power of the Dog. Yeah, Power of the Dog. Is, uh, amazing. Incredible. Beautiful on location film. Mm -hmm. In New Zealand, New Zealand landscape. So, yeah, that's what I picked as well. Mm -hmm. um, the last category here that I have is Dark Horse. What probably won't win, but it's really cool that it's here and that you're seeing it nominated for the person. Uh, oh, I forgot about the probably won't win part of that. <clears throat> um, uh, it's fine. I just kind of took it as, uh, you know, something you didn't necessarily expect, but are really happy uh, yeah. made it on there. Um, yeah, my pick is the fact that the entire cast of uh, um, Power of the Dog it was nominated for in the acting. The way the, the entire cast? I Walk mean, obviously that. just the those four, um, but yeah. Okay, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch, um, Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Um, Jesse Plemons and... Oh, Jesse Plemons too, okay. What's his name? Uh, uh, Cody... Cody Smith-McPhee. Smith-McPhee. Smith oh, that's that's awesome. I did yeah. not realize that either, that like yeah, the totally. entire main cast. Is... Yeah, I mean, like after seeing the movie, I was just like every single 
you know, person in this movie completely deserves a, a nomination, if not the win. And I was like, but there's just kind of, you know, there's no way they're going to pick a, I, like two of them to nominate. And um, they ended up. Everyone's been saying it's the front runner for a while, but there's a lot of stuff here in these nominations that just prove that Power of the Dog is probably going to sweep a lot, including yeah. Best Picture. Yeah. Um, seeing it in all these categories mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it uh, has. I think it's pretty. It has the most, uh, it definitely has the most uh, nominations with screenplay or acting, mm-hmm. directing. It's, it'll likely yeah. win Best Picture. Uh, yeah, I, um, I think so. I sure hope so. Because as far as what I've heard, Belfast is the front runner. Uh, I, will do, I will do my pick yeah. for underdog kind of thing. Um, mine's Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Uh, I think it's her first Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm uh it's like the entire cast from twilight has moved on or the two main people from twilight mm-hmm. moved on to so many better things yeah I've seen kristen stewart in a ton of great indie movies in the last like almost 10 years mm-hmm. she's been like picking weird roles all over the place yeah um and now she's she's found this role that's like elevated her to the point where you know she's being seen by like by these Oscars, and mm-hmm. it's, it would just be awesome to see her on stage. And, yeah, definitely uh, being recognized. She's totally, had a long journey. Totally agree. Um, yeah, I always I love like these kind of stories of um, you know teen actors or you know young adult actors in kind of panned movies who kind of elevate and do eternal really indie good, and artsy. Yeah, like really indie artsy stuff. Uh, and then, but still like are often recognized as like bad actors from that crappy teen movie. Yeah. But then like, yeah, then they have this breakout. Um, yeah. 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 Same thing with like, you know, Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. um, even though no one thought they were bad actors then, but like a lot of the Harry Potter actors have like switched ultra indie and just done their own thing. Uh, Dakota. Oh God. Johnson. Um, Yeah. Dakota Johnson from yeah uh 50 shades of gray and then uh even like uh, anyways don't need yeah i agree it's it's always cool and they and it's usually a switch uh, and andrew garfield's another one like from those crappy spider-man's another one the guy for the transformers movie nick Mm -hmm. moffat um nick moffat from those transformers movies i'm flanking on his name but he looks like nick is like one of the most extreme versions of that obviously yeah. he's so extreme people make fun of him for mm-hmm. how like you know like cool and artsy is now yeah, but, yeah exactly exactly um anything else in the oscars i mean we got time well actually we probably I won't mean, take up too much time this so is probably you a good, talk about this is a good time to bring it up the fact that uh flea the movie that we are reviewing uh momentarily is nominated for three the documentary that yes is nominated for three Oscars in documentary, best documentary feature, best international feature, and best animated feature. And uh, I just uh, briefly looked it up. I kind of just picked the first website that I found that said this, but um, no movie has ever been nominated for even best animated feature and international feature. There have been animated movies that were nominated for international feature and there have been international movies nominated for best animated feature but never yeah. both together nominated and let alone, and let alone documentary, documentary. Uh, i was almost let like alone not good enough to be best picture yeah that it's was good enough to be the best documentary that's kind animated. of a, that's that's one thing i was gonna say i was like as i was going through the list obviously i start from the bottom and go up um but i was like it's nominated for documentary best international best animated is it going to be also nominated for best picture and then like is everyone going to know that it's going to win all three all three of those uh categories because we always joke that you know when a movie is nominated for best animated feature and best picture it it's a given thus it must be best animated feature or the same and if it's not something's horribly wrong with their way of judging things yeah. Um, but no, instead, Coda was nominated for mm-hmm. Best Picture. Yeah. Um, as opposed to this yeah. like very unique special f- 
film, cross like genre film, mm-hmm. or not genre cross category film. But yeah, yeah, cross, that is that cross is pretty, medium film, cross medium film. Um, it's pretty unique, and yeah, that is pretty special mm-hmm. uh, that it's here. What which ones do you think it possibly could win? Um, I don't think it'll win best foreign film. You don't think? Uh, I'll just oh, say they put out that. No, uh, yeah, there's no way. I mean, because for from what we just said, Drive My Car is nominated for best picture, and it's nominated for best international feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't even know if no I want way. it to win best animated film, because like. The way I see the category, even though it's not necessarily taken that way, is like what's the best film with like that deals with animation kind of thing mm-hmm. in a lot yeah. of ways. And like I will, I would kind of re- think the Mitchells versus the Machines would have a bigger mm-hmm. statement on the industry for yeah. that movie winning um, uh, than a more simpler animated film like Flea. But I think yeah, it it's would like, be it's really cool. I mean, I would. Ob- I think I would say that Flea is a, a better film. But is it a better animated film? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't necessarily push animation forward in any kind of interesting way, but I do think it uses animation in some really creative ways to tell this yeah. really great story. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I would be I, I'd be into it, but I would also not it'll, necessarily be. It'll super probably win best documentary. Yeah. I think is the obvious one. Yeah. Um, and probably not the other two. Yeah. We'll see. Um, yeah. um anything else that stands out for you being unique in category i mean i'm really glad that uh we could probably keep talking for forever but i i'm really glad that um that uh um Macbeth is nominated for a couple two of yes. the the awards that i most wanted it to with cinematography bernard Bono because it was had such great interesting visuals on such a mm-hmm. like small kind of a small scale um uh and then i'm really glad that um um production Denzel... design. Oh. what's that wait what was it It also got nominated for production design oh okay which goes alongside of that yeah oh, i yeah, thought yeah, that's yeah. what you're going to say no um uh, denzel washington is also nominated for uh best actor for Macbeth. so that's great um yeah, all very well deserved. Yeah, yeah. best cinematography, production design yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. So like that's one of those unique things about that is how they're setting the yeah uh, the scenes in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, great to see Denzel Washington in there. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to point out there, I would almost put this an underdog, but then I was like, nothing about this is like an underdog. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, no time to die, Billie Eilish's song. I yeah, would be freaking crazy. Uh-huh. I know she's like the most popular artist, but still, for some reason, I just think it's she's amazing, and it'd be awesome to see her perform that song live. Would be cool, yeah. But also, if she won and like accepted the award, uh huh, that would be cool. Um, yeah. Granted, I don't really know the competition. I don't think, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Incento, Belfast, Incento. Four Good Days. I didn't see any of those movies. So, um, yeah, I I, I did got. see Belfast, but I don't recall the song. So, shall we move on to Flea? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, So, we'll be reviewing the documentary animated foreign film, Flea. Uh, This is a Danish film. Uh, Plot description is, Flea tells the extraordinary true story of a man, Amen, on the verge of marriage, which compels him to reveal his hidden past for the first time. Uh, this is directed by Jonas Pierre Rasmussen. Um, and I don't know, I was just kind of getting like a lot of just like hearing about this movie just out of its like how good it is mm-hmm. over the last month and yeah. a half. And how and you, I'm unique really glad you, how unique and special this is. And I'm glad you picked this, Sean, because I just watched this and mm-hmm. um, I was pretty blown away by it. Yeah. But why don't you take it away and give your first thought? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, first of all, I just have to say this is such a unique movie. Um, it's almost like it's a reenactment documentary type thing, but um, it, it actually works really, really well because it is animated and um, it, um, <clears throat> it, 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 you it know, doesn't break have... the like connection between. Yeah 
the interview scenes uh, and the reenactment scenes because it's all animated anyway. Yeah. Um, so you're not seeing like fake people represent like a real person. The, yeah. The only live action things you see is there is some like um, like news footage or you know, there is yeah, some it's like live archival, action, footage. archival footage spliced in there um, to great effect. Actually, I, I it usually like sets the mood for the time period yeah. and the scene to like kind of see how this guy's story actually is is visually documented uh, throughout. Um, in little pieces is is really cool to see um, and it's really awesome that they actually have some of that footage I mean anything about this movie isn't isn't really awesome that anything ha actually happened in this movie but um, uh, yeah it, it makes for a really effective kind of narrative device and <clears throat> um, it is such a such an interesting story it's such a harrowing story um, it's, it's certainly a sad story, um, but it is a, a very true story and it is a, uh, relevant and, uh, important, very important story that people, yeah. you know, how, how often do we hear on the news, almost overlook on the news, uh, stories of, of refugees in, desperate situations um crossing borders and um you know life-threatening situations and and how, how often do we hear about large amounts of deaths um, for these people trying to find a better life for themselves um and you know it, it's it's just yeah it's one of those stories that that um you have to, if, if you want to form any kind of opinion on what's going on out there, it's a story that you need to know how, it's a story that you, you need to see for yourself um, and be aware that this is, this is how these things happen. Um, uh, I think okay. there's some incredibly effective visuals in this movie as well. Um, it, it's, you know, it's not, it's, not just telling the story kind of verbatim it's it is taking some visual creative liberties not liberties in that uh it's exaggerating in any way but it, it really does put you in the shoes of this this child who's making this journey and um it uh it allows you to feel more strongly um the things that he is going through um yeah, I think yeah, you just made me realize something that the it uses the actual present tense interviewing mm -hmm. um, while it's animated, um, but you're hearing, um, I think, our real voices. I guess I could be wrong, but I think it's his actual recordings. Um, yeah, I, don't I know. think so. I should have researched yeah. that before I said this. Out I mean, the, I think but, the movie certainly wants you to think that that is the case, and yeah. I would I would hope so because I think it would be a little bit dishonest if that was not the case, uh, yeah. because the movie clearly is trying to convey yeah. that that these are his interviews and this is maybe it's just gathering the transcript and like trying to replicate it to mm -hmm. keep anonymity of the actor maybe, but uh, I should have researched that. But well, I think it does use the present tense interviewing scenes to good effect when they're when you see them because they also shed light on the character as well. Mm -hmm. Not just the story he's telling, but the way he had to tell it and his journey to actually tell the world mm -hmm. um, and the difficult, how difficult it was for him to actually say some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, that is kind of a part of the documentary. Yeah, um, You're not just watching a talking head to get the story across, but you're mm -hmm. learning more about this person while he's doing the talking yeah. head interviews. Um, and I thought the yeah, watching really well him, done. watching him um, literally tell the truth for the first time in his life because mm -hmm. up until this point, and including at this point, he has been too afraid to tell almost anyone uh, the, the certainly his full truth. Um, it's yeah, it, it's powerful. Uh, it's it's a it's a uh, movie that. You know, I, I took a, I had to take a few minutes just sitting in the theater um, before yeah. I could even walk away. Uh, but I thought this film was 
incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really moving. I mean, this is this is like a biography. Um, you're just learning about this one man story. Um, pretty straightforward. And you go through his journey of fleeing his country and his mm -hmm. family. Um, but along the way, I think the way it's told, I'm repeating a lot of what you said, the perspectives, the animation, um, the just, it's a weird way to say the entertainingness of mm -hmm. how intense this story is really keeps you watching and like develop, like keeps you watching. It keeps you empathizing. Mm -hmm. It's shocking and powerful. Um, yeah, like it does not it is, let up. It, 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 yeah, it doesn't let up. It is an insanely crazy horrifying story mm -hmm. that everyone should hear and while you're watching it like you want to know more mm -hmm. i mean yeah like you can't docudramas are or murder whatever you call them uh, on all over netflix that are being eaten up by everyone nowadays mm -hmm. like this is that kind of same thing um yeah and you know it's like serial or the million things that are on netflix mm -hmm. uh this is that same thing and it's yeah fascinating and i think everyone should watch this mm -hmm. and also will want to watch it while they're watching yeah. it um, yep so totally i agree. thought this was a great documentary mm -hmm. yeah i mean one I one more thing i did want to say before is there's there's so many um different i guess perspectives going on or, or different um ways that this movie looks at um he, he, the, what he's going through i think him dealing with his um i mean i guess i'm try trying to not do any spoilers here but um, yeah but yeah the, the, you're looking at it through a lot of different perspectives um him as as a refugee him as a as a little kid him looking back at himself as a little kid uh and him like examining the kind of progression of his his sexuality and um, <clears throat> yeah, there's just so much so much depth to what's going on, and I think that that's probably because it's it's real. It's a we're dealing with a real person here uh, who is opening up f for um, for this film, and the the filmmaker really allows the f the full depth of this person to come through. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it, it really is quite a an incredible uh, feat of filmmaking, documentary film filmmaking. Very much agreed. Um, it's also, I just want to point this out because we talk about it a lot, but this movie's under an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. um, and just yes. to make it more accessible for everyone, um, if you're questioning whether you should see this or not, it's not long. Uh, and you will get so much out of it. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's kind, I want to talk about scenes. Okay. Should we? Um, yeah. Should we do spoilers? Want to talk about scenes? Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot in here that uh, gets specific. Um, mm -hmm. Going in spoilers uh, from now to the end of the episode. So let's do it. Yeah. I think you mentioned the animation is not not unique. When I was talking about Mitchell's mm -hmm. Rhythm Machines and stuff. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. Like there's moments in here through the animation that are really powerful mm -hmm. um and they often cut between like different styles of animation mm -hmm. to give across different purposes yep uh and i like i remember specifically the when the sisters get sent over first mm -hmm. and when it cuts to like the i don't know just the trauma and the traumatic, oh, horrible situation, yeah. but how that's expressed visually mm -hmm. was so yeah. well done and effective. Yeah. Um, the scratchy black lines mm -hmm. that it's going through. Um, I don't know. It was, it was perfect. It worked so well. Yes. I could not agree more. I, I mean, I, I saw it uh, what last week or something. It's been, it's been a, mm -hmm not that long but a few days but i that's definitely one thing i haven't thought of since walking out of the movie um yeah that was a that <clears throat> yeah that was a powerful scene um, yeah and i like i mean it's 
I don't know. Like you can, they, they didn't really say what happened. It was just mm-hmm. all expressed in black and white, very rough animation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not even showing you it, but just the, giving you feelings. And I mean, you can just like imagine what several days in a confined space like that, like, I don't know. I don't don't want to talk about it. Uh, Next thing. Uh, (laughs) There's another scene in my head that like brought me to tears um, was when he was fleeing um, with Mm -hmm. his brother and mom. Yeah. And they're stuck on the boat. Yeah. uh, And the like Norwegian cruise line comes by. And it's the first time in the documentary, I feel like, maybe where music even comes in. Uh-huh. Um, over the top of, and very specifically, the moment he goes, like, I I didn't smile because I felt embarrassed. Yeah. And the music comes in the background. Yeah. And I would just, like, I, like, froze uh-huh. so hard. Yeah. So. And you want so badly for that to you know, for that to be a good outcome for them, you know, because, and and everyone else on the ship is cheering and, you know, they've been rescued and at least, you know, their their lives will be spared. Um, But there's just nothing anyone can do. And it's just, they come over the loudspeaker and say, what authorities have been we're we're, se- we're sending a like um, Estonian an Estonian Estonia an Estonian police ship, police is coming guard. to get you and and you're just absolutely devastated and um yeah yeah I don't know, yeah I was just imagining just like what needs to happen but then just the mounds of bureaucracy mm-hmm. like in yeah. the way of them just uh-huh. swimming to the boat and getting on and being yeah. safe yeah and there's just absolutely nothing anyone on the um on either boat can do about it yeah um and then yeah and the it cutting between just these like naive tourists yeah taking pictures uh-huh. not knowing anything about what's going on yeah and the people excited on the boat and then yeah. this little boy who's embarrassed to just of all the emotions you can think of yeah He's embarrassed just to be in the situation. A kid who listens to pop music, who's uh-huh. now just being like taken pictures of by tourists because he's on a boat. Like yeah. I would never think that that's the emotion, uh-huh. but I get it. Like you're just yeah, a kid absolutely. who wants to be cool, uh-huh. and you're literally in the worst situation, yeah. life or like death situation. Yeah. I don't know. And you you are helpless in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then that's like you know after that is when some of the uh, archival footage comes in as well of them being <clears throat> brought back to Estonia and taken off the boat and then put in a I don't know some kind holding of confinement jails, holding jail confinement, confinement so. place mm-hmm. where because um, I, I'm actually quite curious about the politics of the time because this was after the breakup of the Soviet Union but Estonia was, is a Baltic country that that separated from was a former part of the Soviet Union, so yeah, were they not? I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just curious what the what the politics of all that was. I mean, I'm of, just curious. I just think it's similar to any country that doesn't know mm-hmm. what to do with this yeah. situation. Uh-huh. I mean, and the U.S. obviously, it's been in the news for the past four years, has very similar. Mm-hmm. situations of it's just like it's just a holding facility yeah. behind of people just to wait behind mounds of paperwork for the figure out what the fuck to do with yeah. all these people and legally. in the end they're like well you can either stay here for another eight months in this miserable place or you can go back to moscow yeah and so yeah um uh and yeah there's one there's one moment in that jail cell scene that was in like one line that was interesting it was um he's talking about the reporters he's like mm-hmm. the reporters come and they get their footage that they need to put on their televisions and to show mm-hmm. the world but yeah. absolutely nothing happens yeah like yeah they um, they get their viewership and i'm still sitting here in this prison cell yeah i don't think those are exact words but it's yeah, it's no, but kind, of reflecting kind of the effect and it's and, and then and it's mixed with showing the actual footage that mm-hmm. people got 
Yeah. Um, maybe not of his which exact is, which is, is time horrifying. frame, but maybe it's... similar people in similar jail cells yeah. in Croatia or uh, Estonia around that. Well, I don't know. I mean, there was there was just that boat, and I, I you literally see people being taken. I think that archival footage was right. from okay. you them could be right. being There's taken probably... off that boat. That was kind of a big. I assume that was kind of a big thing, and there's some news footage of it. And then yeah, there probably wasn't that many specific boat rescues mm -hmm. like that. You're right. Yeah, and then um, that I think all those people. Yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, it was pretty powerful regardless, and. Um, a uh, couple things I wanted to, I did want to talk about, uh, make yeah. sure we talked about is there were, it wasn't all horrifying, terrible, depressing yeah. uh, stuff. There was some really beautiful, incredible moments uh, scattered through this movie. Um, one of them in particular was, uh, was the, uh, him taking the ride with that boy who gave him the necklace when um he was on his way to um actually leaving. yeah the more expensive trafficking situation yeah yeah um and yeah that was just such a beautiful scene of them sitting in the back of this truck laying down in the back of this truck listening to music um you know he kind of admits that he had a he thought the kid was sexy and um, yeah. He gave him his, the necklace, and I assume because the, throughout the rest of the movie he's wearing a gold chain necklace, and you kind of assume that that he's that that moment meant so much to him that he uh, he kept that around for the rest of his life. Um, I, I liked but, the way that ended the sentiment of like I for someone so important to me, mm -hmm. like I I never got his name. Yeah, or he um, he forgot his like, name. Yeah, or he, he said, forgot his name. Like at the time, you're saying goodbye to this person you knew for 12 hours, mm -hmm. not realizing 12 years later, or you know 20 years later, that you'll still remember that day. Yeah. And they're probably just on Facebook, if only, yeah. and you could message them if only you knew their name, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I thought that was an interesting um, like conclusion to that mm -hmm. to that scene. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, it's, it's a moment where he's just a kid who's, you know, thinks this other kid is hot and, um, yeah. And it's like all I this other stuff is going to happen in the this, back of that. Yeah, band definitely. All this other but, stuff uh, kind of fades just... away for a moment and he's able to, he's just a kid. Um, the other incredible moment was, uh, when, uh, his brother, his family finds it, or he, when he tells his family oh, yeah. that he's never been attracted to, to girls, and yeah, uh, you know, obviously you kind of you think that his brother, his brother says, "Come on with me," and he takes him across town and hands him some money, and I, and I assume you're supposed to think that he's taking him to a brothel for him to. Okay, yeah, that's what I assume too. They even mixed in a shot of someone kissing his forehead. But maybe that was from a pre... They were showing other things too. So maybe that was just something I'd missed before. But I thought that was like a prostitute kissing him on the okay. forehead. Uh, but no, I, it, I but I, I'm saying I was probably wrong. Yeah. yeah. But I did assume the same thing you did. And then I think, yeah, was like there a, a... I mean, did his brother give him a kiss on the forehead? I don't, I don't remember. Maybe not. But Yeah, it was probably from something earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a great twist. Yeah. It was like... It, it was just kind of... And it was... Yeah, it was such a great twist. It was a moment where you definitely think you know what's happening, what's going to happen. He's going to take him to a brothel and he's going to kind of force him to have sex with a woman to make him a man. Yeah. You know, I will. And yeah. I didn't it take it like, that far. I mean, that's, I didn't that's take it that far. exactly where I took it in my head. That's yeah. Like, I, I thought okay. he was going to take him to the, uh, a brothel to see so he could find out if he liked oh. having sex with a woman or not. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I, I was. Yeah. That's what I was going for. I don't know okay. how I made it sound, but uh, yeah, I thought he was taking. Yeah, just less pressure. Yeah, um, but that I mean, like those were my worst fears of what he was going to kind of like. You're gonna get in there and you're gonna become a man type thing, but um, yeah, yeah, and it was just like a another moment of just like I'm so glad this didn't turn out as horrible as I expected it to. Um, yeah. yeah, it was just a beautiful little moment. Um, Again, it that scene ends kind of funny because he's like and. I did not go home that night. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like kind of with a, just a, saying he got laid. He uh, had an awesome time. He found yeah, someone to go definitely. home with. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, taking it back down a, for another okay. bummer moment. Um, yeah. A big big scene that really was pretty impactful was the scene where him and his brother go out to the McDonald's opening. Um, so first of all, it was just a really interesting, like that's another yeah. archival footage moment um, of seeing that, that uh, McDonald's opening. They spliced in the McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Cause it was the first, what first McDonald's opening in Russia. Uh, but um yeah, and then they get caught without their papers, and they don't have any money. He so sees those two boys in. next to him that are he's attracted to. Like I, oh, yeah. before you go into the second part, they they splice in him like discovering like things around him, like other men around him throughout the movie. You know, um, mm-hmm. the the TV show of the of the like guys fighting, the posters on his wall, um, <clears throat> the boy in the van that you talked <clears throat> yeah. about, and then just like two guys standing next to him at this McDonald's opening. They like mm-hmm. hang linger on that shot a little longer. So, um, yeah. They don't say anything about it, but you're just realize he's just seeing men around him. He's finding more mm-hmm. attractive as he goes, gets older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just clever to throw in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But and then, then he, and then it, yeah, he gets caught by the police and thrown in a van and, um, it's surprisingly a, dark. Yeah so quickly um, and it's just like and 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 yeah they get put in the van um with a, a young girl who also didn't have her papers or money and <clears throat> um the captain or whatever comes over and and tells them to get out of the van and he gets in the van and and just that moment of helplessness looking back yeah. at this person who is also experiencing something you know just as horrifying um in her life as they are you know whose whose life is just as as fucked up as theirs and being completely helpless and unable to stop it and the added layer of of looking back as an adult uh at that moment and and thinking like like i you know she he has no idea what happened to her um he wishes he remembers her eyes yeah remembers her eyes and the fear but there's nothing he can and that's something that haunts him for the rest of his life and i think that kind of is a transition into you know kind of the main theme of the movie of how i I want to say before you move on from that like did you do more details on that scene that was like a moment where it's like this is becoming stranger than fiction Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't for the fact that like you're hearing narration of this Mm -hmm. like it's almost like it's so like twisted that in a normal drama you'd be like this is just bad writing Mm -hmm. but no this is like real life and it's actually happening and it's this fucked up Mm -hmm. um and he you know he ends he ends like saying that like this is a like this is something for like I will like I've never forgotten. Yeah. And and you're just like every detail of the scene is true. And he got this in like he's expressing it to mm-hmm. this journalist in this interview. Yeah. Um, rem- like reflecting back on this one day as a child. Um, so that was just shocking to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it kind of brings it back to um, the lasting impact of this of all this trauma. Uh, on him is kind of the i guess the the arc of his character in in this movie um of of how how do you how do you move on how can you how do you go about living a normal life with someone you love um that you can't even trust i mean you can't i assume you can trust to uh tell this story to but who has someone who has you know lived through so much trauma and um, so many bad things have happened to that he isn't physically able anymore to to tell this to to allow himself to trust someone with the story yeah. um, in part because and you feel you, you said, feel that in the relationship mm-hmm. and their communication yeah um how hard it is for him to i mean he talks about his past relationship mm-hmm. how like literally this was hung over his head 
as they were breaking up. Like that was so yeah. messed up. Yeah. And how that even more made him not trust future mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. Um, I think it is like, it's pretty power. It's like one of those coincidences in a documentary where you're just like, they were there. This is like the right person mm-hmm. and the right ending. Like, you know, the movie's called Flea. But he's doing the documentary or interviewing this guy around the time when he's him and his partner are looking for a home mm-hmm. to settle down in. Yeah. Um, and it's just like you couldn't capture or like that is just such a perfect like encapsulation for the overall story of his journey mm-hmm. and him finally like dealing with can he settle down? Can he stay in one place? Can he mm-hmm. just be his himself with his partner and live in a home? That's his, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That's just like a crazy coincidence that the mm-hmm. framing device just happened around the six months that he was yeah. looking for a home with him uh-huh. and his husband. Yeah. yeah that's um, pretty cool. Definitely. Powerful, powerful stuff. Um, yeah. Incredible film. Probably should have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm excited to uh, full circle. text but, some people to uh, to definitely check this movie out. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is really strong. Yeah, and glad it was nominated for three major mm-hmm. three major categories. Excited yeah, to see it win. Definitely. All right. That is Flea. Go check it out on Hulu or Disney Plus mm-hmm. or in theaters. Yep. Um, we will be doing the end of the year top ten list in two weeks from now. Uh, next uh, week, like though, we will be probably picking another so many movies next week we'll probably do a similar thing except for maybe it'll be the batman not sure but we might pick another indie to check out before the end of the year here's the problem brandon our big blockbuster reviews never get very many views so we might as well do what we want (laughs) yeah yeah the more specific we get the better our rating Uh, or our viewers are so might as well go for that yep um, I'm into just doing another Oscar No, it doesn't movie. come out. What am I saying? It doesn't come out till March. The yeah, first. There is something. Like, I feel like there's some a few things that come we'll out. We'll probably do Red Rocket. We'll do something cool or interesting uh, next I week think as well. And then Worst we'll Person in the World comes out next week, which somehow all three of you have already seen that movie. Yeah. I don't know how, but I guess I don't remember how. I definitely think saw it did already. You do it illegally. Uh, I don't, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't I think all it? three of you did. I don't even remember why I saw, just randomly watched it. Anyways, we could do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Maybe Nick I think that's us. supposed to come out somehow in theaters, I think, um, this weekend. I hope. I think it, yeah. it says it comes out the 11th uh, in as a wider release, but I haven't seen any confirmation of that in, like, no yeah. theaters. Have it's posted hard for these smaller foreign films. films. Yeah. Um, I think that film won the Palme du Jour at Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some other stuff. Not sure. I need to research that. But we'll talk about it next week if we choose it. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sean, for talking about Fleet. And yeah. please like and subscribe. And we'll see you next week on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Later. Right. See ya.